Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where we feature experts in all sorts of industries from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to talk about the power of the brand to scale your business, and we'll do that with Gabriella Polito. And Gabriella is an experienced strategic marketing executive with more than 30 years of building successful brands like Amaranth, Endeavor, Insignio, Life Invest, Miami Symphony Orchestra, and on and on and on. She created Scalalto, a creative consultancy to solve scaling challenges creatively. She's a mother of four, a serial entrepreneur, mentor, advisor, and a passionate believer in the power of the right mindset to generate value while doing good. She currently lives in Miami, Florida. Gabriella, it's fantastic to have you here with us. Thank you, Bill. Looking forward to the conversation today. We're going to have fun talking first about who do you serve? Who are all your stakeholders? So with Scalta, we work with small, medium-sized companies ready to scale. And that is the company, meaning the president of the, co of the company, the employees of a company, and the community where it works. So we figure the way to and, and basically B2B companies that have service-based products or services that give to the community or to the different environments. That's the people that we work with. So for us is looking for for people actually that are willing to scale willing to or looking for figuring out a way to grow it's not companies that are in chapter 11 or in, in this uh, sometimes as a stress there's companies that have their way of going but we untangle we actually discover how the brand can take you to the next level so those are the the spaces that we like to work with Beautiful. So give us an example of the problems that you and your organization solve for these people. So I'm envisioning they've somehow plateaued out. They're not growing as fast as they want. And so they've got a problem, but you probably have identified what it is typically. And, and then I'm going to ask you how you go about solving them next. So for us, it's discovering what the issue is at the very beginning. Clients, oh, I want to come from Latin America to the U.S. I want to bring my company, want to bring my services to the U.S. or the other way around. So these type of clients, they come in and we go about it. So what is the problem you're going to try, try to solve for? It's not the job to be done has to be clear. So these they, they want to grow in terms of market or in terms of geography, but they don't know how. And it's not that you're going to translate from Spanish to English. It's not that you're going to translate from insurance to, I don't know, fintech. You need to understand who are you serving and who are your actual, the, the people that you're going to try to contact with. And from then, once they discover that, they understand that the realm or the opportunities of growth are much, much broader than what we figured. Hold on, let me... And the, for, the, for them to understand what the issue is, is the first big aha moment for, for it's, not, it's not changing geographies, it's not changing services, it's not changing, it's changing your mindset. What's that scaling mindset that you need to thinking three steps ahead, solving for your clients, solving for your, for what's your stakeholder that, that you're solving for. That's, that's basically. So, uh, 
Uh-huh. That's basically the, the issue. So let me ask you this. Maybe you could explain how you go about solving the problem you just that, that you just discovered. And maybe if you could take a uh, out of your memory, take a, a, a typical client case study, maybe say, OK, we got this person They came in from from Brazil and they had the following and just walk us through. I think our listeners, uh, Gabriella, would love to know how do people find you? And then once they do, how do you onboard them? How do you figure out what this problem is? And then what sort of solutions do you put in place? So take your time and tell us a story. Great. So I can tell you a couple of stories. One was this in Miami, the whole Miami tech scene that you're seeing, you're, you're figuring out it's true. But then this, you also see the other end of father, this father had a company, had a business and this wanted to give this business to his son or, or somebody he wanted to retire. He didn't know how to, how. And for us, the idea was, okay, my son doesn't want to get involved. When we look at it, the job was, why don't we, it was a, it's a, it's a very successful business. So he was like, I want this to happen. It's like, okay, why don't we bring on board your son and see, figure out where, what's, where's the strategy? What's the, where are you heading? Why does the company exist? And make him part of it. So we went into get him on board in terms of what is the company standing for? And then the next step, he got excited. He knew the growth opportunities, where they were going and how is your narrative? And so the brand was outdated. He was part of the re, re evolving the brand, re-envisioning what it could accomplish. And we went through that process of getting the brand up to, and he got super excited. And the next phase was, okay, now I know where I'm heading. I know what's my narrative, my, my story. I'm part of building that story that in order to connect. So how's my experience? So we went over and, and, and decide what the experience is, where were the pain points and what could be removed and what could be incorporated into making a successful business service-based and it came forward. It, at the very end, the son actually came in, came on board super happy because he was part of the process of generating this. I'm saying this because the one of the key things in terms of scaling is who is your who's the team that's going to take charge in in terms of trying to not legacy but trying to build sustainability of business. And that was one of the things that we we help out with. The other one was a a, a bank that had to detach from being an immigrant bank or an international bank in the in Miami, South Florida and, and, and Texas. And this bank had to realize that the, the, the whole business model had changed and the business model had changed, the customers had changed, the, the, the whole basis had changed and we, they had to renew. So they were deciding whether or not to become an Im- immigrant bank or a international, a Latin bank or a, what, and they started decided that the opportunity space was more becoming a community bank. So it's a different commercial bank that was going and yes, and deciding where you're heading and then, okay, what's my positioning? If I'm going to be positioned, what's a community bank, which is very broad. You have to say, what's going to be differentiated and how, uh, and what would that name be? And, and the curious thing is that we had to create a brand that not only introduces the new brand to the, to the new consumer, but also the employees the team members had to be on board of this change in, in the whole process. So we 
we did a change in name in terms of having some things that they were reminiscing of the, of the old brand or the previous brand and bringing up to the new aspects and new values into the new brand and generate excitement under the whole process. And then we define, okay, how would that journey, how would that customer, when they go to a branch and digital, which is its core in every banking system now, how's the digital experience? How would that need to change? And it got excited. It, it's super exciting. And that was done in nine months and less than nine months and, and from start to finish. And it's a huge bank. But also we do smaller companies coming and, and even you spoke about the Miami Symphony Orchestra, which is, has been appointed as the Miami official Miami Orchestra now with the Mayor Suarez, which most of you probably have heard of him. But the 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 essence is like, what not only you need you don't need to change your brand you need to adapt your where you're heading what's your narrative and how's that story becoming and how's such a working for you and having done this to many companies we have done like 1500 brands in my lifetime so i've done a couple of i truly believe the power of a brand to make change happen and that's what my essence of scalto is is so the brand is a super powerful lever that you can pull in order to scale businesses. Once you get where you're heading, make the brand work for you. Make the brand work for that objective that you have. And that's what we we work with our clients and our partners. We work with them to, to, to generate that type of traction, that type of solution. Beautiful. So, <clears throat> Gabriella, you're in a, I would say, highly competitive space, if you include marketing in general, but certainly branding even. So tell us how you and your organization are so dramatically different from your competition out there. So we are, we are creative consultancy, which is different than a, an agency, if you will. How do we differentiate? Because we work with our clients as opposed to working for our clients. So the, the deal is that we're working directly we provoke this thought leadership, thought provoking. I cha- we challenge where our typical customer would go. It would go narrow tunnel vision as to where they were heading. We figure out, okay, what would ha- what happen if we try to question that? And yes, we bring constructs. We bring Simon Sinek, Golden Circle in place with uh, the canvas. We, we do a lot of figure out what works with the client, but we have our own blueprint that works in order to get the process rolling and get the right pieces of information, the right pieces of, of, of insights so that we can set your company to scale. How are we different? Um, we're woman-led. It's one of the things that it's, it's different than, than our competitors, but also we are, we're thought-provoking, we really provoke solutions and we strive for having that, that there's no problem, big or small, problem that cannot be solved creatively so that's what we'd like to figure we don't do go changing supply chain we don't go changing but we know that with a bright brand you can change many you can untangle or or get people unstuck from from spaces that are typically stuck we like to work with our clients and and that's one of the things that that it's not this this is not the lab that you define or what's your strategy what's the brand what's your narrative and take it on from there. No, we like to work with. So as soon as we step back, the client can can fly solo. Okay, beautiful. All right. So I think I do, and I think our listeners now have a, a nice understanding of, of how of who you serve, 
and how and how you're helping them break through the inertia and start to scale using brand as the driver. You described the problem to us very, very, very well. You gave us three case studies, which are fantastic. And then I really liked how you said that the key to how you're different is that you're working with your clients as opposed to working for your clients. I think that's a beautiful a juxtaposition of most of your from most of your competitors. So with your permission, what I'd like to do now, Gabriella, is I'd like to talk about how you built your business. Uh, you can go back as long as you like. Maybe this is where the idea came from. I think what we'd like to know is, you know, what were your initial strategies? How have you changed them? How did you and how do you currently manage your company? Maybe some of the major milestones and successes you had. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you're open, a failure or two that you've had over the years and then what you learned from that. So your ball. Great. So this is the second company I create. It started COVID. It started March, 2020. It started just, and that's, Scalto was born just the, the very onset of, of COVID. Why was that? Why did I create it, Scalto at that time? Or it was meant to be, it, I had a plan. So I decided to go forward. So Going backtrack a little bit and and timeline that you were saying, I started off as working with multinationals, with Future Brand, with Arthur D. Little. I had experience with with the whole multinational approach, and and and, and my background is more industrial engineering at Columbia. I studied there and went back to my home country is Venezuela, and I worked with them. And all of a sudden, in my second company, which was Future Brand, I created they they left the country, so I became an entrepreneur overnight because I had product launches, I company launches, and I created my first company out of, out of need because like I had the trust of my clients and the client said, okay, the, the company's leaving. What are you going to create? What are we going to do? So I created my first company. My first company was more on the branding, branding agency consultancy. And that took on for 15 years. Companies I took over, I took, I, I would have, partners in New York, Dubai, Mexico, Colombia, and, and we're doing work all over the world. And I decided for reasons of becoming from, from my home country was really complex living there. I decided to migrate to Miami. So I landed in Miami five years ago. Things were happening. Things were starting to see differently in terms of what the Miami tech scene and everything was happening. And I came here as like, it's, I don't, I don't want to become a, just another branding agency in this market, which is super competitive, like you mentioned. It was more, I, I like to re- actually help companies make take the power of a brand, take it to the next step. And that next step was scaling. And uh, so I exited my company 2020 and I, I sold my stake. The first one I created, and I created Scalto right then with the mission of, of, of scaling companies and, and solving for creatively and getting so that the brand helps scale businesses in, in, in a sustainable way, a clear, it's not just a logo. So for your listeners and for everybody in terms of what is a brand, a brand is much more than a logo. It's not, it's not, it, yes, it has a name and it has colors, it has shapes, but it's much more than that. It's how do you make people feel? How do you make your customer feel? Your employees, your talent, whatever you're looking for. So 
in essence, that's what Escaldo created. So the even the name, the name comes from scaling alto. So the essence of it was I want to scale, but then I need to create my own company scalable, sellable, scalable, and fun to work at. So I I I, I want to work and I want to work for the business. I want to do something that actually scaled my company. And so I've incorporated partners, which I've great partners to work with. And in, in essence, everybody that, that comes in is complements into the same, it, it gravitates towards the same principle of scaling, but one was more in communications. I was more in the branding. So we created this concept of this, our own blueprint ScaleX program. And that makes sense in order to, to grow. How did we do that? The key challenge was I came across a uh, traction, I don't know, EOS traction. And it's, it's, it's fairly simple. There are many, many ways that you can structure a business. This was one I came across, which is great in the very start. Systematize your, your offering, understand what your numbers are, what your people, that right people in the right places. And then the one thing that was important is like, okay, this is where you're heading. This is the accountability and who is doing what and, and, and keep track of it. And what are the key issues? So I'm summarizing the EOS type of thing because I, I it truly helped me in in a way. Okay, how do how do I scale my business, but how do I create it so that I have fun at in the process also. I'm super curious also, so I I like to read and learn and and figure out ways to. Since I'm in a B two B, I'm helping companies scale on a B two B and a service base, but I'll, I'm also a, a service base. So how do I generate leads? How do I create and Mind you that I was coming from a market that was completely different. So I came, I landed in, in, in Miami and you had to adapt and learn different ways of selling, different ways of approaching things. And, and that putting structure to it and, and having this in, in order to scale has been wonderful. And it has generated a lot of traction. We have clients, we have teams distributed as everybody else in terms of having Argentina and Spain and, and different places of the world and Venezuela and Colombia. And the idea is to, we we're true to our values and we're working towards that to, to scale. I know it's a bit long in, in terms of what I do. And in the meantime, I love helping and giving back. And it's one of the things I, I do work with, like say Endeavor, which is an organization that helps entrepreneurs all around the world and even in Venezuela I help uh, foundations and since I, I'm not I'm not a doctor but I help a hospital in order to get the message across and and, and grow so that's in a timeline that's what I do so what's holding you back right now would you say I just recently fired myself from a post and I was I didn't realize that in terms of being a being a manager being visionary in terms of where I see my company growing I told my parent my, my partner said you know what I'm firing myself from this post I'm no longer doing the day-to-day of this operation you are in charge you can do this so the accountability side of it uh, is wonderful it make, makes wonders and and uh, it feels great to have like the confidence to say okay I'm no longer needed in this job I'm better at doing something else and being consultancy you you measure in terms of billing rates, billing hours, how many hours you put in. I was like fed up having had so many 
years of my life doing the timesheets. I, I I just cannot take it anymore. And sometimes I enough. I want to I want to grow. And so it was the holding back is let go of things that I actually don't. I'm not. I can add value something someplace else much more than doing the day to day and 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 trying to move things that they're already on track. I already set them, trust the system. So I, I just did that a month ago and he was, okay, Gabby, go. And you're, you're fired now officially. But uh, it, that's holding me back is how fast you can productize your offering. So my offering, I'm trying to do that. And, and in my business, I think AI is going to be part of an important solution. It's going to be solved. It's that Pandora box of branding and, and strategy, it, it's going to it's going to open up, and you're going to have much more. I'm not talking for a logo for a dollar. I'm not talking for a 99 design. If you go on board of the, all these, because you need to add somebody that curates the whole thing. So how do you make that knowledge? How do you Built that so that it it, it over overcomes the typical anxiety or typical places that that your clients go through. Ah, I'm not sure. Maybe if I see it, and if I see it, I believe it. And then that that place where I'm I'm working more on how fast could I systematize, and also how fast can I program this to make it happen. Eventually, it would be like a do-it-yourself business. Very nice. You're a fantastic storyteller. So uh, we've had a lot of different listeners, probably. We've got potential employees, potential partners for you, potential clients, prospective clients, fellow entrepreneurs who would like to talk to you just, just about building businesses and your philosophy about firing yourself and so forth. So thinking about all those potential people, how would they go about getting a hold of you, Gabriella? So the, the basically the simplest way is go to my website, which is scalto.com, S-C-A-L-T-O.com. And then you can find like a, have a session with me and, and, and understand like this morning, I had a, a conversation with this insured tech company and they were pivoting and should I use this brand? Should I not? So have an initial, ass- not assessment in terms of how the initial conversation, I will take you to an assessment that we do and we can do it offline or online, but I, and I can, I, I see it afterwards and then we can schedule and, and we have a, we can take it from, from there and figure out if there's a fit, if they, if there's the right fit between us and, and, and your need, if not, I can refer to somebody that can help you out. But the idea is to have a conversation, have an insight and, and, and try to frame the problem, spend some time framing the problem, and then it's easier to solve for it. And that's that's at uh, scalto.com or my email is Gabriella with one L P at scalto.com. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So what's the one question that I should have asked you, Gabriella, that I didn't. So what's the question and give us the answer to that unasked question. Unasked question. I know you, you did that, but the, one thing that I would love for you to ask is, why are you doing this? Mm. And why? What, and and the, the answer to that is, people get surprised. They say, "Yes, you're a woman. You're Latin. You're coming Hispanics. You have uh, you have changes in in 
I don't know, environments in South America and in South Florida and Texas and New York. I've been working this. Why are you doing this? And there are two things, because I can and because I like. And the, you know, the idea behind it is like, I, it, I truly get when I, I truly get, it's not ego. It's something that it really satisfies me when I say, okay, I saw the problem. I, I saw the problem. I see how we can work together to solve it. And then you can see it in, in, in three stages and you see how the satisfaction of this father that I told you about, or this brand that came about, or this, when, when you see the big aha moment, and that's not only for the clients, it's, it's also when you have a team and you get this big wow moment of, of having the people that maybe the designer doesn't trust himself or herself and, 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 and enough. That's like, they, they're kind of shy and putting out there. It's like, wow, if you put this, if you link this with this and this narrative, the whole thing is boom, it goes out and, and creates Amaret or creates Insignia or it creates brands that, and and you see the spark on the designer's face and, and things that that really fills me or even, I don't know, like I told you in terms of the, of the, of the hospital, if you see the smile of the, of the, of the little kid's face when they're, lip has been fixed and has the the i i like that i don't it, it fills me it fills me giving it feels me seeing people being successful and being I'm trying to give and, and trying to and i'm not seeing that i yes i can take back i can get recognition that the brands have been created or the or the surgery was done or that the somebody recognizes that it was great to working with you but at the same token, it gets my satisfaction when I see people getting above and, and going beyond what they can truly, they thought they, they could go. So that's that's why I do this. And my kids, I have four kids. So my kids were like, mom, you really love what you do. How can you get dedicated so much time to this? I was like, I really like it. I really like to solve for this. And the stronger or the, the more complex the, the challenges, the better, the, the, the more brain power you put in. Beautiful. I can tell that you love what you do. Gabby, thank you very much. You've been fantastic with your generosity and your time today. So everybody, let's focus on a single fact. And that is that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management, and number three, leveraging high-performance teams. So thanks for listening. Gabriella, thank you very much for sharing your time with us. Thank you, Bill.